The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast is brought to you by the AG Next Generation Leaders Conference taking place at Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, Florida on March 14th, 15th, and 16th. Inspiring moments, meaningful connection, and practical workshops are what you can expect. Register yourself and your ministry team today by visiting our website, nextgenconference.ag.org. Welcome to the Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast, a podcast of the National Office of the Assemblies of God. The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast is an ongoing conversation designed to be a free-flowing exploration and relational journey where we get to know leaders and influencers in the Assemblies of God from the perspective of next-gen ministry, ministry to youth and children. We will be getting to know national, district, network, and local influencers, hearing about their journey and how they're finding new ways to not only disciple the next gen, but how to awaken leaders to cultivate their most valuable resource, which is young leaders. Kelly Preston's here today. If you don't know that name, you should, you need to. Uh, When I first became district youth director in Michigan, Kelly, you were my first call. I know I loved it. I loved connecting with you, Josh. <laughs> Actually, my first call was Manny Melendez. Uh, oh, he... I see how it is. <laughs> but I love me some Manny. He and I, you know, he and I were accountability partners for years. Well, he was the children's pastor at my church when I was youth pastor. And when I became DYD, they said, oh, you're over youth and children's ministries. And I thought, well, I better build the right team for children's ministries. So I called Manny. I said, Manny, you got to help me. And he said, well, I can't. I'm like, why? He said, I can't tell you. I'm like, you're killing me. You're killing me, Melendez. And he said, I'm leaving. I'm going to Colorado. And so he said, you got to call Kelly Preston. And I said, who's she? (laughs) This interview's over. Well, no, no, I just, my point is I just didn't have any familiarity. Sure. But I started asking around children's pastors and your name just kept coming up. I sent out a survey to the children's pastors, like my first week on the job. And what came back was let Kelly Preston do more of his uh, leadership trainings. Wow. Because you had done a leadership training in the district. And, uh, and then, and then I tried to schedule you for kids camp and you were already booked for the summer. And then I begged you to come the next summer and you caved and gave me, I think one week (laughs) and then another week the next summer. So thanks for being here, Kelly. Thanks for being my friend. So so looking back at that, it's no surprise to me that you're in the national office. For those who don't know, Kelly Preston's in the national children's department of the assemblies of God in uh, Springfield, Missouri. What's your title? Uh, my title is the Director of Leadership Development. Yeah, well, that makes ministry. sense. That makes sense. And you are the brains behind and the vision and the heart and the passion behind Hydrate. There's some truth in that, but uh, the, the truth is Mark Insminger had the passion for it. Okay. And he brought me on with the idea in mind and develop, to develop it and to... Uh, to you know, not only to promote it, but to raise it up and make it, make it a real... Uh, excuse me, I can't talk. A reality. Tell people what it is. Well, you know, it's, it's, there's so much to it. So yeah. we want to start simple. We actually have three, four, and five-year options now. So, But initially, we have about, you know, 3,000 compensated kids ministry leaders in the Assemblies of God. Okay. And we know we have over 13,000 churches. So that means 10,000 churches don't have compensation. It's exactly right. That's so, not part-time. That's no book, and, book allowance. That's no right. reimbursement for pizza. That's, Correct. They're that's, volunteers. That's strictly volunteer. volunteer, volunteer. Yeah. Which is the backbone of our churches. It is. You know, it really really is. the heroes of our churches. Yes. It's not just something we say. That's the truth. So the people who are volunteers, Josh, if they're going to go and have some training or if they're going to even go to camp, they've got to take a week of vacation. Uh, and most of the time they'd have to pay for their for their trip themselves, pay for a conference themselves. So um, we know that doesn't always happen. 
So what we wanted to do is make a digital training for kids ministry leaders from from you know the very beginning. Like we don't, we're just been given this job. We don't know what to do. We have right. no idea where to start. All the way through people who are eight, ten, twelve year veterans. Um, and so what's what Hydrate is? It's a digital learning platform that involves about three videos every single month. They are short. They're concise, about fifteen minutes each. And you get a video from one of three buckets every month. So the first video that you get is something to do with leadership because we're all dealing with leadership issues. Right. Uh, the second video you're going to get every month has to do with the eight goals of kids ministry. And not that you just that you need them, you know, but here's some ideas that you're going to incorporate them in the lives of your kids. And then thirdly, the video that you receive is something very practical. Um, I know, I know youth ministry is your, your main thing, sure. you know, and it has been for years and I love youth ministry, but you know, kids ministers, uh, there's just a lot of things people juggle, they do magic. Oh, you can't say that word. They do gospel illusions. Gospel illusions. Uh, you know, they do object lessons, they do illustrations. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So we have a lot of very practical things like how to do effective altar calls, how to do great object yeah. lessons, classroom games, things of that nature every month. Training. And then one of the great things that I love about it, Josh, is there's uh, a full script for every word that's spoken in those videos. Because if you're like me, and I'm sure that you are, there's been times like, oh, I really want to use that. And I'm trying to pause a video or, or a podcast and, and type out what I can remember and listen, you know, unpause it and play some more. And you don't have to do any of that. This is all editable. You can just pick and choose what you want. We encourage Hydrate leaders to take anything that we've taught them and pretend it's theirs. So good. Yeah. And now you're helping us with Hydrate Youth. We are. I'm excited about it. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to meet another need. And lead pastors are saying, when are you going to do this for us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you've been a huge blessing to so many churches and so many ministries and districts around the country. I know you're traveling, doing kids camps, and uh, leadership training is yeah. is kind of in your, not just in your DNA. This is this is what gets you up in the morning. Oh, and man. so I'm so I glad that you're it. doing that. Well, you know, I, I, I one of the things that you're known for is, is one, being a youth pastor, being a children's pastor, being, uh, as I already mentioned, a, a discipleship coaching ministries guru. But but one way to kind of concisely say what it is I think that you do is that you pastor the whole family. And so when we talk about next-gen ministries, I know that really is the heart. Like, we're really wanting to lift up the arms of our lead pastors and say, as youth workers, as children's workers, we're going to partner together, and we're going to get these students eventually into the sanctuary. And so... Talk about pastoring the family. Talk about pastoring the family at, at different stages, um, supporting each other's ministries. Uh, what's the key? What's the key to developing a next-gen culture in the local church? And I know I just asked a mouthful, you but did. but maybe 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 choose a, a section of that and chew on it a little bit for us. Well, there's something the Lord's been speaking to me about that I'm not going to get into the weeds on, but simply put, the Holy Spirit spoke to me two words the other day, a destination. Mm. And I feel like that uh, when we have a destination in mind, from nursery all the way through college age and adult ministry, that helps us to work together. We have a destination. What, what is that destination? Where do we want these young people to go? Where do we want them to end up? You know, Simon Sinek wrote the famous mm -hmm. book, Start, with, Start why. with Why. And that's kind of the same thought process. So in my mind, we want to work together. I want to serve my pastor and his vision. You know, I want to serve him the best I can because God didn't call me or you to be the pastor. And I, I'm thankful for that, Josh. I'm thankful for that. But, you know, he did call us to come alongside our pastor. So I want to serve him. But at the same time, I want to build 
something that you love to do, build relationships yeah. with the other ministry leaders. Uh, I just give you, for instance, when I moved to Michigan, you know, I'm from Missouri my whole life, and I spent some time in Arkansas, and I moved to Michigan. I was the new guy on the block, and I had all these all these things that I wanted to do as far as helping to pastor the entire family. And you can't just roll into a well-established ministry, especially mm. a well-established youth ministry, and uh, step out of your lane. Right. You know, you have to earn that right. Yeah. But I think that's the same way with anyone. You know, it, you don't want anybody leading a ministry that's not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to earn the right uh, to speak into that and to speak into their lives. And so what I, what I mean by that is I remember Keith Grable, you, you know Keith, but yeah. this was even before him, uh, Dave Berenger, who's a great pastor in Michigan today. He was the youth pastor. Uh, he was the youth pastor. In Midland when you got there. Correct. So the first thing, one of the first things that I did, other than trying to build some relationship with him without it being awkward, you know, sure. um, is they were doing a big event, a big outreach at, this, at the high school. And uh, I just showed up. Yeah, I just showed up and I started didn't working. Wait to be invited. I didn't wait to be invited. Yeah. I didn't ask for a job to do. I just started seeing what needed to be done and started doing it. And that really began to open the door right away because he could see that what was important to him was important to me. There you go. And uh, through that, you know, I later approached him about, you know, I do a thing called Special Forces, which is ministry and discipleship training uh, for young people. Uh, but I approached him with that and we began to work hand in hand and arm in arm. Uh, doesn't mean we were always at each other's events. Who has time for that? Right. But I showed him that those students were important to me. And truthfully, if you're a kids pastor or a kids ministry leader, uh, it's foolish not to have a relationship with your youth leaders. It really is. Because you're going to hand kids that you love, you're going to hand them off to them. You know, and I've served, uh, I've served as camp counselors and cabin leaders, all kinds of retreat leaders for the youth department. I wanted to make myself available. I know that's a little different when you're full-time, you can do more, but it's all about your heart, your heart to connect, your heart not to be a silo and say, hey, I want to talk to you about these kids right here. They're getting ready to move up. We're getting ready to hand them off to you. Let's let's have a conversation. And then I love this too, Josh. There would be times the youth pastor uh, would come to me and say, hey, I'm really struggling with Joe. You know, and I'm like, hey, let me tell you about Joe. I got a book on Joe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I got a book on Joe. You I've spent, known him. you know, six, seven years with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've I've been in I've been in camps with him. I, I yeah. know him. Let me tell you what makes Joe tick. And here's a couple of things that could really open the door in his life. So it's really it's it's combining what you know and your love for students. Yeah, and 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 for the youth or children's pastor out there listening that doesn't have that relationship with their with their counterpart in in the other age group, they they need to take the initiative. That's right. Whether it's like what you did, some, some it might be actually easier. It might be as simple as knocking on the wall, and because you know if you share the office space with yeah. <laughs> your or the inviting them out for coffee, inviting them out for coffee. You know, I mean, we obviously don't expect everyone to be working at the office full-time. We, As we said, 10,000 yeah. of our churches don't have right. that person. But, you know, it's easy to show yourself interested in what they're interested in, and that opens the door. You got to put jealousy aside. You got to put insecurity aside. You got to yeah. put all that all that aside if you, if you care about those students, which we say we do. Right. Put your actions where your, your mouth is. It's it, good. Again, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't. It, I, to me, I can't even imagine being on staff at a church where I wasn't friends with the children's pastor. 
that was always a goal of ours whenever we Jennifer and I served at three different churches and every time it was like I don't I don't care we're gonna be friends you're yeah. gonna like me yeah right like, <laughs> I'm pretty likable guy aren't you Josh I am so likable <laughs> when people don't like me I, I gotta ask myself what's wrong with them that's it you um, know. <laughs> <laughs> of course I kid but uh but but it, suffice it to say ex- mission critical mm-hmm. mission critical is that you have a good working relationship with the other with the other uh, point people in your church if it's a volunteer situation if it's a full-time situation doesn't matter it doesn't so yeah. the thing is just like you said it's not about you really no it's about them yeah. and and when it becomes about you is when you have problems say that one more time yeah when it becomes about you and your ministry that's when you have problems that's when you have problems and, and, and I don't want to dwell on it too long but why why do why do associates or, or point people on ministries, why do they get that way? Where they get guarded and insecure and jealous? Is it that they're afraid there's not going to be enough for them? Is it, the, is it that there really is a competition for resources? Is it that they just don't, I don't know, is it that if I'm a children's pastor and I've done all this work and now I have to hand them off? I know that as a youth pastor, it is hard sometimes when you raise up a really sharp leader and you expect them to serve in your ministry and then they get snatched up by you know, let's say the worship team, mm-hmm. you know, I, well, that was my worship leader. I trained them up. They were, they were 14 when I f- found them on the streets. Right. And I, of course I kid, but, um, I don't know. Well, something that was said to me, I, I'm like, you only served at three churches in mm-hmm. my life, but, um, something that said to me that I've held on to forever. One of the best compliments I ever received was at my very first church. And I was doing youth and kids at that point. And there was a guy who had been there forever, uh, teaching Sunday school. And, uh, Anyway, we did some things, and some of it he wasn't necessarily for, but we did in the right way, you know. And he was like, "Uh," but it turned out really good. But I remember once he came to me and he said, uh, "He said, hey, I was talking about you to my coworkers this week," and I was like, "Well, I hope that was good," you know. Uh, he said, "Yeah, no, it was good." He said, "You know what I told him that I liked the most about you?" And I was like, "What?" He said, "You don't care who gets the credit." Mm, that's good, Kelly. Man, I thought, wow, I could live on that, and that's who I want to be. Let's yeah. be honest. Now we do care. Yeah, we do. Yeah, but of course, when we when we portray, listen, we don't care who gets the credit. Th- that's going to work for us. That's going to work on our behalf. And that what I have found out, Josh, when you live your life not caring who gets the credit, you'll get it anyway. That's isn't that the truth? It is, and it's a posture you have to choose to have. Yeah, uh, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah, that's good. It's not always easy. That's good. Well, we've talked about this, but uh, practical ways. Let's make it real practical. We've kind of talked from a. a a uh, philosophy yeah yeah yeah. uh conceptual perspective what are the what are the practical ways that a youth or kids pastor can connect with uh yeah and i don't mean to keep saying pastor because like you've pointed out we've got ten thousand volunteer churches with volunteer point people out there absolutely but you know i still like that i i want those people to know like I'm going to switch gears on just a second and come Please. back. So I always did bus ministry most of my career before we went to Michigan. And I, you know, I had lay people who were our bus drivers, but I wanted them to do more than drive. I actually referred to them as bus pastors because mm-hmm. I wanted them to love the kids and I wanted them to put into their life. You know, they may not have the title. So I don't get too hung up on that, you know, because I, I want them to be their pastor. They may not have the title, right. you know, but they have the position. Right. And so pastor them, love them. So 
I'm not, I'm not always against saying that, but I'm with you. We want to make clear that we're talking about our volunteer leaders, but we also want them to pastor. Um, so some practicals, you know, I don't, I don't know it all, Josh. I don't claim to know it all, but the, some things that we have done over the years that really worked well was, again, being there for each other and, and not just waiting for an invitation and saying, well, you know, I got this gift or I got that. Somebody should ask me. Uh, again, now that's about you. We don't want that. But, sure. you know, I would go to Pastor Keith or, you know, Pastor Mark. Uh, and before that was a Pastor Mark. And I'd say, hey, you know, I know you got this event coming up. Is there anything you need? You know, hey, anything I can help you with? I would just let them know. And it wasn't a pushy thing like, you know, I'm trying to get there. But if or if I heard him say, man, I'm just really having a struggle with this. I said, well, listen, I, you know, me and one of my leaders, me and George, you know, we could come take care of that for you. Yeah. You know, uh, and people are going to love that. So and then really practical. This is really practical. Sometimes it's hard for a youth guy, but it's a really good thing is invite them once once a quarter. Give them a five minute segment to teach at your kid's church. Uh, set them up to succeed, you know, come, have them come in, do a five minute segment. Yeah. I know uh, Pastor Keith would always come and, you know, and again, I don't want to leave everybody out, but That's Pastor good. Keith would always come to our kid's camp one day and just hang out. Just hang out. Most that day, he'd just hang out with the students. So we try, those are really practical things. Um, about every six or eight months, I would speak in the youth service, or maybe I would do a warm up thing. You know, we always wanted to portray that we were on the same team. You know, it wasn't youth ministry and kids ministry, although they were very separate. Sure. It was like, we're on, we're all on the same team around here and we love each other. And just because you moved to youth, we don't discount that you love Pastor Kelly. Right. You know, and he's still, he's my buddy. We're friends. We talk about you, matter of fact, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that just really, really worked well. We always spoke well of each other. We always tried to put, uh, to brag on, to parents on each other. Find something you can brag about. And, you know, let's just be honest. There are times where the youth pastor doesn't think much of the kid's guy. Sure. And it could be, it could be for real. You know, there could be, what can you brag on? What are they doing well? And how can you help them do better, you know, without, without acting like you know it all? You know what I mean? What could you do that would enhance what they're doing? What could you do to help them? So I think those things are super practical. And it really sounds like teamwork, doesn't it? It does. Does and that's what it is. That's that's the heart of uh, when we say next gen ministry. That's kind of the heart of what we're talking about. Yeah, is is getting a cohesive uh, ministry continuum for children all the way into the sanctuary. It's you good know, stuff. I love that we're talking about this, Josh, because you know we've been doing ministry a certain way for a long time, and we're not getting the results that we want, mm, or no. the results we used to get. Right. Yeah. And so the the fact that we are talking about hey we're a team. Let's work together. Let's make sure that we don't have these places where young people are dropped. Uh, man, I know God's got to be pleased. Amen. Amen. All right, Kelly Preston, everybody, if they want to find you, how do they find you? Uh, you can find me by emailing me, first of all, at K Preston. That's like press on, brother. No, yes. no T in there. Right. Everybody tries to put a T. K Preston at ag.org. Uh, you can find me on social media, Facebook. Um, it's just Kelly Preston. Uh, you probably send a smoke signal. We might get that, you know, <laughs> carrier pigeon. There's a lot of ways. So there's some Royal Rangers out there that'll take you up on that, I'm sure. There's a lot of ways to get in contact with me, but uh, I'm not too hard to find. Awesome. Thanks for talking to us, Kelly. Thank you for the opportunity. The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast comes to you from the National Office of the Assemblies of God in Springfield, Missouri. If you would like to know more about the Assemblies of God Next Gen Ministries, visit our websites, kidman.ag.org 
and youth.ag.org. You'll also find links that let you get to know our national team here in Springfield. The Assemblies of God is a voluntary cooperative fellowship of over 13,000 churches in the United States. The World Assemblies of God Fellowship includes over 360,000 churches, served by over 390,000 ministers in 256 countries, territories, and provinces.